What's going on? Welcome to the Touchdown O-Down. Final thoughts. Well, we're going to break down the NFL slate and answer a lot of those questions we need to contemplate before we get into the slate tomorrow. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. You see that below me? I'm a high-limit DFS player who focuses only on football and golf because who the hell has time for any other sports? If you like the cut of my jib, come check out my schedule. The big guy stays busy, and I pump out content that's a little bit different than all these other motherfathers out here. So, uh... Let's get going. Last week was good for the big guy. I got I profited being a GPP bro last week, only playing Kenny Pickett and Russ Wilson stacks. You know it's a good week when you're getting there with Kenny Pickett and Russ Wilson stacks. So let's see if I can keep the momentum going. Hopefully all the chalk bombs again and I can just nom, 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 eat it up with ugly fucking stacks. The first place we always start is contest selection. Here you go. The big $20 tomorrow, one-third of the money going to first. If you play in this tournament, you don't talk to me for two weeks. I don't want to fucking hear it. It is a terrible contest. Contest, you don't play in it. I'll make you the same deal I always make you. You max enter it. I'll leave you alone. If you're gonna do, if, if you're gonna do any less, you're a slappy, and that's why you're always depositing. Don't at me. Don't at me. Hey, if you didn't see, they bumped up the the three dollar twenty max. It's now has. 400,000 entries in it. You know, I love that they have a nice flat payout structure with only 10% going to first and then, uh, you know, tw- uh, 120th of that going to 10th. I like that. That's a lot better. But man, 400,000, you got to hit like literally the optimal to win that. So uh, that that's a little risky. What I would tell you to do with this one is if you're playing a bunch of single entries and stuff, $12 single entry, $27 single entries, you know, $5 single entry, th- the, the, the $8 three max, stuff like that, maybe just go throw all your lineups, you know, so you end up making, let's say, 12 lineups. Go throw your 12 lineups lineups in there so if one of those lineups hits and you win a single entry you'll probably score very highly at this one too uh, and it's a way you know to invest maybe 30 you know at most 60 more dollars and you have all your lineups in there so just go build the lineups you like and then maybe consider throwing them in that three dollar um, you know if you're gonna just do uh, 20 lineups you probably be better doing like the four dollar 20 max or the one dollar 20 max because they're just a lot more reasonable but as always stick to your single entries and your three maxes that's where it's at and if you're a contrarian player which I think at NFL, you got to eat more chalk than you do uh, at the other sports that I cover. But if you like to have a stack that's just a little bit different than everybody else, then single entry is where it's at because uh, you know uh, guys that are normally fifteen percent owned and single entry will be twenty five percent owned. Okay, because that 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 ownership pools right that the the chalk concentrates as I like to say. So keep that in mind. All the more advantage if you like to play the chalk. Um, well, then maybe you'd actually do better in the bigger field stuff because chalk is less chalky in big field stuff. There you go. Hey, if you don't know, take your best. Go go down in the details of this video right here and go jump in my tournament, right? It's growing every week. First place gets to make a millionaire maker ticket with me. I'll pay for it. We'll make it together and split the profits of the lineup. Second place gets a free month on my Discord. People have been loving it. Hop in the contest. No strings attached. No email. No weird shit. Just hop in there. I don't. It's cool. It's just fun. It's just building the community, brother. And hey, you can't help but notice the big guy's getting real, real close to 2,000 subscribers. Help me out. Go drop a like and a sub because the YouTube algorithm hates me let's talk about weather so uh i think we got to be cognizant of weather because if you don't know it's late november uh and uh there's been there's been some not uh great football weather i mean great football watching weather but not great uh scoring points in dfs weather so a couple that kind of concerned me is Cleveland. You know, I was almost talking myself into like a tricky Tom Brady stack uh, just to kind of get off that Rashad White um, chalk. But man, now that I see that it's cold and rainy, you know, like I, I already was kind of feeling like I was being too cute. I think that might be the tiebreaker to get me off of it. Same thing with the Tyler Heineke stack. I really like Washington against slapdick Atlanta's defense. But man, I wish it were at the Dome. I wish it were on the race course there in Atlanta instead of uh, in the rain at Washington. So that makes me a little less... Uh, 
liking that one. The Panthers and Denver already hated that game. Now you throw in that there's probably going to be some rain and that whole middle ground where both teams fucking suck. Uh, it, it gets really hard to play those, right? So that the, those are just some things you're going to want to monitor because that is a documented fact that DFS scoring is about 3 to 5% lower in rain, snow, and wind, right? Like those things all have an impact on it. And if you don't think 3 to 5% is very much, we'll just say you would have scored 200 points, right? Well, 5% more would have been 10 more points. Go look at what 10 extra points would do to your DK lineups uh, Sunday evening, okay? Let's get over here. Run the Sims is what we'll be using. I think it's the best tool-assisted site out there. It is never too late to sign up. Go try it out for a week. Use my code DGEN75, and you get a, you get a discount. Let's just break these games down one by one, talk about some injury news, talk about some pivots, talk about some stacks, and uh, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to give you a single fucking pick. I'm just going to get you thinking, big guy. So here we go. The first game we're going to look at is Cincinnati and Tennessee. A nice solid total. If you don't know, Mixon is out. If you don't know, Jamar Chase is out. So a lot of people would say, oh, I can't play the Bengals now. You know what? I actually, It makes me like the Bengals quite a bit more because when big names like that go down, that is a big chunk of usage that now has to get dispersed, right? And the most logical place is you would think that, oh, well, uh, P. Ryan's going to get all of Mixon's usage. Well, not necessarily, okay? I, I don't think that P. Ryan is going to be near as efficient as as uh, Joe is, even though they're both Sooners. They're both Sooners. I will say that. But what you... but. I think some of his usage is going to be absorbed by guys like T. Higgins. I think that's going to be absorbed by Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd. I think these guys are going to be very playable, right? And so because of that, I actually really like a Joe Burrow stack. And then you've got the ultimate run back with Derrick Henry. You get Derrick Henry to just bust, you know, one or two long touchdown runs. He pushes the pace of this game. Uh, now you've got both sides going at it. This could be a, treat, a tricky, tricky game to stack. Am I stacking Tannehill? Not in this lifetime, you mother father. But that doesn't mean that I, I, I think that Derrick Henry or a or a you may, maybe even a Traylon Burks uh, has finally has that big breakout game, and they could really push the pace of this game. So to me, this is one of the sneakier games on the slate, right? Moving over here, I really liked this game when I first started looking at it. I thought, ooh, a Tyler Heineke stack is really tricky because, first of all, nobody's going to play it. Second of all, they're playing a really crappy defense that he could put points up against. But once again, this was the most important thing I did last week. Everybody went and spent money on their stacks last week, and none of them got there. And I just went and saved all my money on stacks. And when you save money on stacks, you don't need them to do great. You just need the big stacks to just do ho-hum. And so what I did is I had cheap stacks with Pickett and Russ Wilson, and now I can go play different pieces, expensive pieces that other people aren't playing because they're spending all their money on their Josh Allen stacks or their Patrick Mahomes stacks or their Justin Herbert stacks, which costs a lot of money, whereas my my stacks were cheap, so I could go grab really good one-off pieces like Devontae Adams and so forth, right? So that is something to consider. That is a reason you play cheap stacks. Not because you think Taylor Heineke is going to be the highest scoring quarterback tomorrow, but just because his stack price-wise could score more points per dollar than other ones. But now that we have the weather, that is something to consider, right? That, that might be enough to get me off of it because I've only been trying to run one or two stacks between my 20 lineups here recently. Um, the nice thing is, is it uh, it does appear as though our boy Kyle Pitts is nowhere to be found. So Drake London is really the only viable runback. Probably maybe Cordell or Pat Cordero Patterson, but he is overpriced. Let's face it. But he just always has like those random twenty five point games. He has like two a year, and and we look at his stats at the end of the year and think he's good and forget that he really just did it in three games. 
So there's some names to consider. I think this is going to be everybody's most stackable game. It'll be this or the the Geno game. People love Tua stacks, and how can you blame them? I think Tua has won the uh, has won the, uh, a Tua stack has won the Millionaire Maker what 15 times so far this season. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if this is the 16th time it wins. Uh, a Tua stack makes a lot of sense. You've got Tyree Kill. You've got Jalen Waddle. You even have Mike Gesicki that has a pulse now. Jesus. So they have a huge total, a 30 point implied total. That's really nice, and the best thing about a Miami stack is they have really cheap run back options with Damian Pierce, Brandon Cooks, and Nico Collins. I think you get away with running any of those three back. Pray that Houston hits a big play or two, pushes the pace, you know, and hopefully makes this game something like 35 to 21, right? That would be like your dream scenario. And we know that if Miami gets five touchdowns, there's a good chance two is going to account for at least four of them. But something you could do that would be tricky, and I think that I actually don't think it's going to be tricky because he's probably going to be the highest owned guy on the slate, is instead of playing the two stack, you just go in here and grab Jeff Wilson, right? Hope Jeff Wilson has a big game, and if Jeff Wilson's having a big game, that will almost directly step on the dick of Tua and Tyreek and Waddle, and they can't all have a big game. So maybe that's one way you get different. Now, if you really, really, really have stones, maybe you just fade the, the passing and the running part of Miami and just pray somehow this game is low. But that's going to be very hard to do. And just know that if Miami goes off tomorrow, either the Jeff Wilson part's going to go off or the Tua stack's going to go off almost certainly. And if they go off at 15, 20, 30% owned, just know that all your lineups are basically dead that didn't play them. Just know that. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the problem you run into. So basically you need to ask yourself this. How big are your stones? And that will determine if you, what you should play in that game. Okay, but what I wouldn't do is I would not be stacking Tua with Jeff Wilson. That's just too much shock. Either pick the passing side or the running side. My advice to you, but at the end of the day, it's your money. You do whatever the hell you want, Bob. Uh, all right, Denver, Carolina, gross, gross, gross. Believe it or not, I actually like Cortland Sutton. I think he's underpriced. I think he is too good of a receiver, and I don't care if Russell Wilson sucks. He, he really only has one legit receiver to throw to. It's Cortland Sutton. He's due for a monster game. I don't love that, that, that it's in Carolina where it's going to be a little rainy, and Carolina actually has played decent pass defense. But, man, 5,600 for that kind of talent and probably a guy that I think we can expect a minimum of probably 8 to 10 targets. I like that. Latavius Murray at 5,000. Everybody wants to play Rashard White. Maybe you just go play big old Latavius Murray and hope he falls into the box a couple times and gets you there, right? Uh, for Carolina, you know, it seems like, you know, Deontay, nobody loves him anymore at 5,500, but don't forget it was just a couple weeks ago, almost in the exact same situation, he reeled off a 30 burger. Uh, and then, of course, you always got to keep an eye on DJ Moore, but, uh, you know, is PJ Walker good enough to get him the ball? Uh, or, excuse me, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's starting. So, you know, I would just stay away from the Carolina side of the ball. That'd be my advice. That's why I won't be playing any of them, but I'm also not playing 150 lineups. Uh, if I'm playing, you know, like I'm definitely going to consider some Sutton and some Latavius Murray in there. I would like to have a correlated run back, but to be honest, I just don't like anybody from the Panthers enough. Tampa Bay, Cleveland. We just looked at this on the weather forecast. It looked like it could be a little iffy. I was thinking if everybody's going to play this Rashad White chalk, which makes a lot of sense. If you don't know, Fat Lenny's out. So Rashad White's going to be the starting running back there. If you didn't see, they called up Giovanni Bernard today. So I don't even know if his pricing is on DraftKings, but he could be a sneaky guy to throw in there if they add him tonight. Or maybe he's already in there. I didn't see him when I looked. Uh, but what I was thinking is, hey, I'll go run a Tom Brady stack because ain't nobody running Tom Brady stacks this week, right? And then I'll just fade Rashad White. And that would be a way that I could get a team with a pretty decent total and block out a lot of the chalk and play a stack that nobody's playing. Problem is, now it looks like it's going to be rainy and a bit sloggy. So now I got to like re-question everything, right? And the nice thing is, is uh, Cleveland has very nice run back options. I'm always down for some Nick Chubb or Amari Cooper because they're home run players. And when you need your quarterback to shoot out, the best thing that can happen is the 
the other team scores a lot and they score quickly. So your quarterback has the ball in his hands and he is playing in a script that forces him to be aggressive. But that's up to you. I'd track the weather there and consider a Brady stack to get off that Rashad White chalk. If you're going to play Rashad White, that's okay. That's fine. He's a great play at that value, but you've got to be aware that you can't just eat that kind of running back chalk. If you're going to play Rashad White, I wouldn't go stack him with uh, Jeff Wilson at the same time, right? Unless you're playing some weird stack with him. Chicago is without God himself. Uh, 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 our boy Justin Fields is out. Trevor Simeon will be starting. Uh, I think Chicago's back to basically being unplayable. David Montgomery seems to you know, make a lot of sense here. Maybe they'll just feed him the rock, but like, does it really matter if you get 20 touches if your offense sucks and you have an implied total of like five points? Uh, that's the question you got to ask yourself. The Jets... You know, we don't know much about old Mike White, but I'll tell you this, he can't be worse than our boy Zach Wilson, right? Uh, Garrett Wilson is very appealing. They just refuse to price him up. His talent far exceeds $4,300. He should be good. And if you want the sneakiest play on the entire damn slate, don't tell anybody I told you this. Michael Carter. <laughs> I'm not saying he'll do good. I'm just saying he is the sneakiest play on the slate. He could blow up tomorrow, and ain't nobody going to be on him. So there you go. There's one to consider. I'm not telling you to play him because I don't do picks, Bob. Uh, all right, next one. Uh, we got Baltimore and Jacksonville. Here's my general rule. Anytime I see Lamar at under 5% ownership, which is right about where I think he's going to be, I just play him. So a Lamar stack makes all kinds of sense this week. The best part is you can stack him with Mark Andrews, who is now a very, very affordable 6500 Demarcus uh, Robinson and Devin DuVernay are both questionable. So if either one of them plays, uh, I think both of them are very cheap options to kind of get off of that expensive Lamar stack. ETN and Zay Jones are just money runbacks, right? They're guys that could push the tempo, hit big plays, and are both, you know, fairly thrifty for what they offer offer in this game. So to me, this is one of my favorite sneaky shootout games. If I get if I can get a Lamar stack at sub five percent, that interests me a lot because you know he can get he can get there with his legs and he can also drag a pass catcher or two there, especially whenever you know we're talking about cheap four thousand dollar receivers in Duvernay and Robinson. Uh, the other side, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, you know, you you don't need me to convince you. I, I'm always down for a Trevor Lawrence stack. Christian Kirk is uh, always his number one target, but he's getting priced up so much. You're probably better looking at Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, and even Evan Ingram. Uh, problem with Trevor is they just never seem to be aggressive enough to really push the pace to get to 28, 31, 35 points that you really need for your quarterback to get in the optimals. And even the few games that they do get to 21, 24 points, he spreads the ball around so much it's really hard to properly double stack him. So that's my biggest problem with T-Law. All right, if you don't know, we got four afternoon games manana, all right? And I will tell you, the four afternoon games, well, at least two of them are probably two of the chalkiest games. So this is one strategy to consider. Go play some really weird pieces in these first seven games, right? The games that go off at noon. Lord's time zone, okay? And then if your really weird pieces hit, right? You play some really weird pieces. Uh, you know, Cortland Sutton, right? And you run it back with DJ Moore, and they both have big games. What the hell ever you want to do, right? Well, if you do that, and you, you, you play a little contrarian early, now you can go hop on these super chalky afternoon stacks like Justin Herbert or Geno Smith, right? They, they start to become very viable. And if your punts don't work in, uh, early in the day, right, they backfire on you, or some of the chalk gets there, a Tua stack goes off or something like that, well, now you go hop on a David Carr stack that no one's going to play. You go hop on a Jimmy Garoppolo stack that nobody's going to play. You go hop on an Andy Dalton stack that nobody's going to play. Shit, I guess you could even go hop on a... Uh, uh, 
a Bryce Perkins stack. There's one for you, right? So that is a strategy to consider tomorrow. Leave some of your stacks open for the afternoon and play some weird pieces. So go go in there and go, you know, go make the placeholder, whoever you like. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Geno Smith, those will definitely be the three highest owned. Go make a stack with those guys in there. But Put a couple weird pieces in some of those lineups, and if you notice early on that some of your weird low-owned pieces are getting there, well, then you go ahead and you keep your chalky stack. But if you notice that those pieces aren't getting there, or Tua, Tua and Waddle and Hill all go uh, ham, well, then you just go simply have a pivot plan and go switch to Carr, Devontae, and Foster Moreau or something like that, right? That is how you play the game. Use late swap to your advantage and be babysitting your lineups. This is part of the reason I only stick to 20 lineups a week is whenever I mass enter, it's hard to keep up with all those lineups and make proper edits. So that's why I keep it to 20 or less usually. All right, in this uh, Chargers-Arizona game, Arizona's offense has just sucked all year. But if you don't know, it it, it appears as though Rondell is already definitely out. And it's looking like Greg Dortch, who is going to be mega chalk this week, is trending towards not playing. Uh, he's banged up too. So you got to start asking yourself, who the hell is going to catch passes? Well, obviously they have DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but I think where the real value really starts to open up is A.J. Green, Robbie Anderson, and Trey McBride. Somebody's got to absorb this usage, right? So Kyler Murray, if they could ever get it fi- figured out, if we could just have old Kyler back for just a game, this would be the one, right? Because not only is it going to be in the dome where we know he'll have good conditions, not only will he have concentrated targets, but he's also playing against the Chargers who like can definitely run some points up and push the pace. So, you know, if there's ever a time that Kyler's going to get there, this is the time to get there. You just you stack him. I think you could even get away stacking him with James Conner, with James Conner getting a little bit of work out of the backfield. Hope he gets one screen. Hope he throws a touchdown to D-Hop, and then you're off to the races. Run it back with whatever charger you like. I think probably the best one is Keenan Allen. He just seems like a nuts play. He's he's literally $1,200 too cheap for this slate, um, but just take advantage of that, right? Uh, I wouldn't play Keenan Allen naked, but I love him with Justin Herbert, and I love him as a run back against a... Uh, against the Kyler Murray stack. And then, of course, you can never go wrong with Austin Eckler. He's legit been probably the best consistent fantasy running back for the past eight weeks now, so you cannot go wrong there. Uh, but th- 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 that's, that's a very interesting game. I will tell you, it'll probably be pretty chalky if you can't tell by this projected ownership here. A lot of double-digit guys. The other afternoon chalk is going to be the Geno Smith stack. He once got somebody, won somebody a lot of money, so now everybody just plays the shit out of Geno every time he's in a favorable match. Uh, it is up in Seattle. What was the weather up in Seattle? I just assume. Oh, possible drizzle. Ooh, the drizzle. So, you know, maybe not the best conditions up in Seattle, but I imagine they're probably used to dealing with it. Uh, if you run Geno, they just seem to have a really concentrated offense. Basically, all the passes go to Lockett or Metcalf. Right, they kind of split the tight end work between Fant and Disley, and then of course you got Kenneth Walker the third, but he isn't as much of a pass catching threat. Basically, he's a lot like uh, what we talked about earlier with, um, where like if he does well, you know, like it's, it's a lot like Jeff Wilson. If he does well, I don't think that's very well correlated to Geno Smith. So I'm either picking one of these two sides. I'm either running a Geno stack or I'm running Kenneth Walker and just hoping he goes in and kind of vultures all of Geno and DK Metcalf and Lockett's points. That's what I'm hoping for there, right? Uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to stack him, but you do whatever you want, boo. I think the trickier part is if you really love this game and you want to be in here, go run a Derek Carr stack. You've got Devontae Adams. You've got Matt Collins, you've got Foster Moreau, and I guess to a lesser extent, he loves to throw at least two bombs a game to Keenan Cole. So those are basically the only guys you're stacking with. If you want to mix in some Josh Jacobs, he catches enough in the passing game to get there. And you've got great runback options with Kenneth Walker. You have great runback options with Metcalf, Lockett, any of those work. So that's a really interesting game, a game that you could play, but play it in a way that's different than everybody else. 
New Orleans and San Francisco. San Francisco is probably going to beat the brakes off of this team, but the problem with San Francisco, even though their offense looked good last time we saw them, there's just so many damn mouths to feed, right? you got Christian McCaffrey. you got Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. You've got a lot of guys that need to get their touches, right? If Debo was out, which last I saw, he was questionable. He was limited Friday, which is usually leads to a questionable tag, and the problem is he's an afternoon guy. You just have to ask yourself, can this team feed all these mouths? And if they can't, which I don't think they can, you've got to ask yourself, well, who's going to get the volume? Christian McCaffrey probably is going has his role cut out, but like 8,800 is so expensive because DK just doesn't put any cheapies out there anymore, right? The only time you're playing cheapies is if they're absolute punts. So that's the problem you run into there. The other problem is New Orleans does not have a great quarterback, and they usually struggle to push the favored team. So because of that, I think you could get away with a Kamara or an Olave single run back. But man, good luck trying to pick the right 49ers uh, in your stack, brother. Lastly, we've got the we've got we've got the Chiefs and the Rams. This game just reeks of blowout city. Matthew Stafford's out. Cooper Cup is out. The Rams are just a shell of themselves. Uh, Kansas City is really starting to trend in the right direction. They've got Juju back this week. Uh, MVS, Kelsey, everybody's playing. They've got their full arsenal of weapons. They uh, are probably going to score a minimum of twenty-eight points. You just have to worry. Is you know are they going to just spread it to everybody? Is it going to be Mahomes throws two touchdowns to two random slap dicks, and then is it going to be McKinnon gets one and Pacheco gets one, and then nobody gets there? Even though they have a high team total, this team does not have concentrated usage. They spread it out, and because of that, you got to worry about it. But if you want to play a, a Ram stack, or excuse me, a Chief stack, and pray that they get there, um, and pray that the Rams will push them so they can get there, at least they have some okay runbacks, right? At least you have a Tyler Higby runback. At least you have an Allen Robinson runback. The question is, is our boy Bryce Perkins going to be good enough to get, to, to, to get him the ball? We don't know that. So we'll have to see. That is the slate, guys. If you don't know, I make this thing called the Rosetta Stone over on my Discord, which is connected through my Patreon right here. If you're interested, just go check it out. It's right down here in the description. It grows every week, and I make it, and I tell you who's the, the, the target games, the chalk games, the sneaky games, who are good stack plays, who are the good correlation plays. I lay it all out because not all of you are sweaty bastards like me that just get to sit around and look at this shit all day and crunch numbers, so I try to break it down for you if you're interested in that. Plus, I do a live stream for them every Sunday morning answering all the questions. We have a great community over there, very active. Stay on top of all the news go give me a follow on twitter if you can't tell we're pushing hard to 3500 like this video and subscribe here on youtube i hope you kick some ass tomorrow uh, shoot me a tweet if you do i always like some hashtag motherfather wins uh good luck to you guys i hope you kick some ass i hope to see you again next week let's keep it rolling later you motherfathers. fathers